Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I generally hope that the tips, tricks, and information that we share will be the catalyst for change. I'm your host, Adam Lane. It's time to dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lane. With me today, from beautiful, sunny, I'm assuming it's sunny in Texas, Kadima. Mr. Kadima Duncan, give me a thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. You're a busy guy, new job, doing lots of things. Happy Healthy Podcast called me. I'm going to chisel out this time of my day. Rogan will probably call you tomorrow, Kadima. And then, um, yeah, and just we'll break the internet. It'll be good. Coach Duncan, for the, the tens of people that listen to the show that might not know who you are and why you're such a big deal, tell the people who you are and why you're such a big deal. Okay, so my name is Kadima Duncan. I am the GM of D1 Colleyville. So that is in the DFW Metroplex. Um, I guess I'm a big deal. Um, as <laughs> a it. Nailed it. Gym owner. <laughs> um, you know, former gym owner and now general manager of D1, uh, marathon runner, uh, professional natural bodybuilder, uh, family of four, and trying to fit nutrition in. And I, and I would say not a nutrition expert, just a good nutrition pro- practitioner uh, for the person who doesn't have it all together or for the family trying to figure out how to get it together. And of course, working out and all that stuff too. I love how you said good nutrition practitioner versus not, you know, not nutritionalist, not a, that's probably more important than anything else. Like you can know all the information in the world. You can, you can, you can understand, you know, carbs, fats, keto, this, you know, macronutrient timing, blah, 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 blah. Family of four. You have a little one at home. Yeah. Stress things going on, jobs, blah, 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 blah. Just how do you, how do you make it work? How do, you, how do you make it happen? Yeah. And, 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 but you've, I've just watched your transformation from far, just from, you know, from, from Texas here. We met back in Charlotte back in 2019. That's right. October. That's right. And, 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 and you were, you were a little bit of a bigger guy yeah. then. Yeah. And you, and you were a big, strong guy. Yeah. And then you got stupidly jacked. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Talk, you want to talk, talk through that. I want to, I'm very curious because you were, it's not like you were 22 when this process, you know, began. Correct. So I was 2019 was me as I was like 35. So what I didn't know, right. And I had been an athlete my entire life, you know, like I wrestled, ran track, played basketball and played football in high school. Right. And those eventually by junior year became just football and wrestling and track. I mean, I still, still participate, but it wasn't the same level because of where state would finish in wrestling. You barely did anything in track at all. Yeah. I love wrestling. My kids wrestle. I should have wrestled. It's my biggest regret that my parents didn't make me wrestle. You know, you can still wrestle right now, right? You know, they have like adult leagues. Is it f- adult leagues for novices? Like yes. I'm a white belt. Does yeah. that, can I get yeah. in there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you do. Um, I've actually looked into it because I was trying to set a New Year's resolution for myself. Like, I don't think I want to get back into this, you know. Or, so, um, but they do. Yeah, you just have to look them up. They have like clubs and everything. Um, oh, but 
35. I was 35 when I kind of, and what I realized was I was like, man, my energy's gone all the time. Uh, I don't know why I'm so tired. I'm lifting heavy, but I'm not really recovering. I'm gaining weight. I can't figure it out. And I'm at 35. I'm like, maybe my testosterone is low. I never asked these questions before. I never uh, prompted these questions before. And I had not been eating terrible. And typically, most people, I'd say not, not necessarily most people, but a lot of people just under eat drastically. And so they've developed some type of metabolic syndrome where their body kind of doesn't do what it wants it to do and it's not as efficient and won't do as, as efficient things because we're not feeding it enough. Most of my clients I would put in the bucket of our under eaters, not overeaters. And they started by decreasing their calories at some point and it worked. And then maybe they had children, right? And they decreased it some more, right? And so you have these women, I would call them like usually in the mid thirties area to late thirties where they stop eating. They would only have wine or, you know, one meal a day. And then that worked for a little bit. And then at some point it stops working, right? Their metabolism is at floor level, right? They're eating one meal a day. They seem to be able to work out and do all this stuff, but they're not eating enough to support their goals. And your body responds accordingly and says, okay, well, we're only getting this much. We're only going to do this much, right? And so when the times that you do overfeed, it goes, hey, we don't know when we're going to get another feast like this, essentially. So we're going to hold on to all of that extra Thanksgiving or that extra Christmas cake or whatever it is. So let me pull back to, um, I'm 35 and I'm, freaking out. I can't figure out why my, uh, my body is doing this thing. I'm like, maybe it's just age. So I go, I go to a low T clinic and get my testosterone checked. And they're like, Hey, your testosterone is a 178. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, you need to be on shots. They're like, well, what's your diet like? So I tell them why well, I prep my food. I do this, I do that. And they were like, Okay, well, I mean, you're eating healthy. And I said, well, I've been a snorer my entire life. Because now that I got interested, I was like, I've been a snorer my entire life. I think I have sleep apnea. And I think that's what's affecting this process. And um, so I said, they were, they were trying to push for me to get on shots. And I was like, I just don't think that's the answer. And so they gave me a sleep test that I could do at home. Is it going to be shots for what? What are we? Uh, testosterone shots. They want to be. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. okay. gotcha. So I says, you know, I'm not going to do that. Uh, let me do a at home sleep test. Let's figure out and see if that's the culprit. So I take the at home sleep test. Sleep test comes back and says, not only do I have sleep apnea, I have severe sleep apnea. It was the farthest on the scale. It was more than 60 interruptions an hour or excuse me, more than 39 interruptions where I stopped breathing per hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And so they recommend, yeah, you need to get a CPAP, but we also still think you need to get testosterone. So I said, the sleep, I believe the sleep is going to fix it. I'll do this one first. And if that's not it, we'll discover something else, but I'm not giving up on this thing. Oh. I get a CPAP. Four days later, I lose four pounds and I'm like, didn't change anything, but got more sleep. And I was like, I'm starting to feel like I was, I was to the point to where, and anybody who's had sleep apnea, anybody who's listening, if you've had, if you have sleep apnea and you're not using a CPAP, I had high blood pressure. It was slightly elevated, 
but I had high blood pressure, which does a, a numerous amount of effects on your body. But I was also falling asleep at weird times. If I was on the highway for 10 minutes or stopped by traffic, I would want to fall asleep. I could barely keep my eyes open. I always had red eyes after working out, and it was because of the higher blood pressure, because of my body was working so uh, long and hard. And that, that CPAP changed it. Testosterone went up. Um, energy came back. I was more coherent and, and I recovered faster. My workouts were changing. You know, all of a sudden, all the things that I were doing was adding up to really good things. It's wow. like before 35, because of the youth aspect of my life, I could keep it off. No problem. As soon as I got to a point where that was no longer, you know, at 35 now, I just, you know, I'm able to, you know, I was able to recover. So that was the first thing that I noticed, you know, and I was like, yeah. wow, I have more energy. Wow, I can do more things. That begun the truly the transformation, you know, because it became a, apparently aware to me that I was like, wow, all of this time. You asked my college roommate, you know, when we were playing football, he would throw pillows at me in the middle of the night to tell me to turn on my side because I would stop snoring if I was on my side. So I had <laughs> snored my entire life. My mom was like, yeah, you snored as a baby, you know, and we had you tested before, but it never showed up anything. Yeah. So who knows? But at this point in my life, it affected me greatly, you know. So yeah. the CPAP was the first thing. And then it just got you know, that kind of inspired me, especially during COVID. It was like, there wasn't really a lot of stuff to do. As a gym owner, you had to kind of shut, everybody had to shut down. So I was like, well, you might as well work out more and help more people. And so that's what we did. You know, we ran stuff outside, you know, you figured out Zoom stuff and you, you figured out ways to help people during this crazy time. And I had some good influences around me because I was like, I'm not a runner. I hate running. This running is dumb. You know, I was on that camp. And then of course I ran a marathon in 2021. But that's kind of what started the antithesis of it was me getting my, you know, getting my, because I was experiencing all these other factors was, you know, getting tested for, you know, my testosterone and, and sleep and stuff, you know. What is, I'm assuming you've had blood work since then with your test, like testosterone. I actually haven't. I was oh, like, you haven't? Yeah. I was, oh, I'd be so curious what you are right now. Yeah. I was like, everything's great. I'm not going back. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I would be curious because, you know, now I'm pushing 40. Yeah, I'll be 40 March 2nd. Things are still great, but I do notice that my recovery and different things are not the same as they were at 35, 36, 37, and even 38. Only in this 39th year, I feel old all of a sudden um, or just not the same. And I'm not really excited about it. So I will go to the doctor and I've put that on my priority list this year. Is to, it's one of my New Year's resolutions is to get my work, my blood work done every quarter. So Ooh, four times a year, I yeah. think it's necessary. You know, um, if you're running multiple businesses or managing people and you have a family and it's growing, you know, we have on the opposite end of the spectrum, I have a 13 year old who's taller than me and who thinks he's the toughest stuff around, you know, who's uh, trying to challenge the lion at the top of the hill. Right. And then I have the eight and a half month old who is cooing and ooing and gooing and gaga and we keep him on a strict schedule. So he's like in bed at six 30 no. It sleeps till six. So I'm not going to complain, you know? Um, so you have really opposite perspectives of, of the world right now yeah. and, uh, and trying to manage that while keeping the marriage strong and uh, prioritizing our fitness and, you know, all the things in between and managing outside stuff that doesn't even count for your outside extended family who wants to chime in and, 
all that stuff and wants to, you know, uh, surprise you with who knows what. <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is life right now. And, and yeah. because I will be 58 years old when he is, uh, when he's 18, <laughs> you better believe all I'm thinking about is I want him to be deathly afraid of, of, of his dad beating him in a race at 58, you know, and my, 13 year old, I want him deathly afraid that he's 28 years old and getting smoked by me in a race yeah. or, you know, getting outlifted, you know, out endurance, whatever it is. So yeah. I've got plenty of motivation, you know, to, uh, to kick their butts for a long time. So, yeah, Dude, I, I think, I always think it's interesting to see what like people's first domino is like, um, I've noticed a lot of people, I, I know for, at least for me, like my first domino is working out. If I, if I just get, if I take that, and it doesn't have to be an hour and a half of training. Like it, it could be 45 minutes of just doing stuff in my basement with some kettlebells or whatever it is. But if, if I take some time for me, um, X amount of times a week, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be multiple times a day or anything to do, but like, that's, that's the thing that, that, you know, throws out the dopamine and, and balances some hormones. And <clears throat> I, I get that nervous energy out of me. It, it gets a stress out of me. Um, and then the dominoes fall. Then I eat better. Then I sleep better. Then I'm uh, more of a pleasure to be around. You, you had the nutrition thing. You had the, the, the training thing, the sleep thing was, and you didn't even know what was going on. Like, it, and that wasn't happening. And it wasn't happening every single night that you went to bed. Like, holy cow, you, you get that one domino fix there. And now all of a sudden, all, all the things, cause you know, dude, what, I mean, the, the pictures that I saw of you flexing on stage, like, holy cow, like you, you put it together and, and, and things came together and, and, and it, it all came from, Hey, I, I'm not feeling the best. Let, let's get some blood work done and let's, let's see what's going on. And yeah, it was, you know, when I think about it, I think about how much, how many nights, you know, I would get home at 9 p.m., you know, be in bed by 10, wake up at 4 because the 5 a.m. class or whatever it was, you know, you need to coach or train and doing that for months and months and months and months on end. And then, um, you know, and the stress that comes with building a business from scratch and changing systems and just doing everything you know to do, you know. Um, so stress was definitely a part of that, you know. And when I think about all those things and even the nutrition, et cetera, I learned more about nutrition in that time because of the, the processes that I went through, you know, like when I was training for the marathon, it was like, Hey, you need to be eating more calories. I was like, really? You know, because I had never eaten that much. Yeah. I, I really hadn't, you know, up to that point, I never really had, um, you know, we would do like a nutrition challenge. It would be like whole 30. Right. And then you would just develop the habits. You'd see some results. Everybody's excited. And then pretty much people would kind of go back to the way that they're eating before. They never really made it their lifestyle per se, you know? Yeah. And once you go through bodybuilding and you see yourself on stage at 6% body fat, right? An unsustainable, completely unhealthy range of body <laughs> fat, by the way. I looked like a million bucks, but felt less than 10 cents. All right. I mean, yeah. I just, you look amazing, but wearing jeans hurt. If that gives you any indication, like, because you don't have any fat, there's nothing there to cushion. Like you feel bad. I mean, the amount of effort and energy it took to get upstairs. I had to pray before I went upstairs. I was like, you can do this, you know? And 
Oh, oh Lord, help me here. I got 12 steps. I knew how many stairs. It was 24 stairs to get up to the top. And I was like, okay, you can do this. You know, and um, that's like weeks before getting on stage, you know, and having to control your mood swings because your hormones are tanked. There's no, you know, they're tanked. They're in the, Mm -hmm. they're in the toilet and all the other processes in between, because bodybuilding had to show, show me how strict and stringent you had to be. But I was like, but what if you want to just be really, really satisfied with your overall physique year round? How do you do it? How do you maintain it? And that exploration, as well as coaching and everything, made me go, okay, this is how you could do this. How can I teach somebody else how to do this? How can I show them stepwise this how to do this? Where are they coming from? You know, and seeing my clients and understanding I need to give them the the lowest hanging fruit possible to start with yeah. and not allowing them to pass go until they master that. Right. Yeah. So for many people and people's start process, you know, where they are changes drastically. But if I'm coaching somebody online, it is not starting with exercise first. The first thing that I get them to do and they, and I have to tell them a lot of caveats on this, but let's pretend. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. The first week, all I want you to do is track your food. You get a hundred percent goal. Okay. You pass the goal. If you just track everything you eat and drink, that's it. That's all I need you to do. Week one. That's all we're going to do. Seven days. That includes Saturday and Sunday. Those are days of the week too. And because you believe it or not, some people believe that Monday through Friday are the only days of the week. Right. Yeah. So I want you to try. And they'll eat dramatically different Saturday, Sunday than what they will Monday through Friday. Absolutely. So I'm like, look, you're just going to track for seven days. And I go, hey, don't change anything. That means just because I'm looking at it, don't show me that this diet is professional. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have somebody come into the gym and they want to show you how fit they are. Well, I'm here because I want to work out, but I also don't really need you because I'm really fit. I'm like, that's not why you don't go to a doctor to tell them how healthy you are. Right? You go to a doctor because you got a problem. So I make it very clear. Hey, just log everything you eat. And I said, please don't change anything. I said, if you have Oreos after dinner, put the channel Oreos after dinner. If you have two glasses of wine after that, put did you have two glasses of wine after that? Well, no, I think you're going to think I'm an alcoholic. Doesn't matter what I think. I need this information to help you the best, right? Once we have that, let's say they got five days. Well, I wasn't able to get the last two days because I didn't really know what to put in the app. Hey, you failed the week. I'll give them a grade. I'll be like, hey, you got about a C. You know, and they were like, oh, really? Well, how can we can't just, we have to have a full week. Is there a curve? Are we going on a curve here, coach? Come on now. Well, you're the only one in the class. (laughs) (laughs) So, but they seem like that's harsh. But the whole idea is I stress how important it is for us to get an understanding of what their weekends are like. Because if I make plans and try to help them curtail their life, but I have no true understanding of what their life is, I can't help them win in the long term. Anything that's not true to their lifestyle won't work long term. Won't be the baseline. And I tell my, my clients, I go, hey, look, my goal is for you to be here until you make your goal. And then we make sure that it's a part of your lifestyle. And then I just want you to text me every now and then to say that, hey, that you missed me or something. But (laughs) other than that, you need to be on your way. You should not be a client for life. And if you are a client for life, I've done you a disservice. You should be able to take these skills. And if you're the head of your household, you know, 
um, you should be able the skills that you learn will trickle down to the rest of your house. So if I show you, you change your, your house, you change the generational tree and everybody learns from the same information. So all we have to do is get it to fit to your life. And what that means, it doesn't mean that they're not going to have to make drastic changes to do that. But when they start, if we try to change more than one thing, it's not going to work. Number one, they, they track their food. Hey, great job. Now this week, you're going to drink water. Well, how much water? One third of your, ounce, of your body weight in ounces. Man, that's a lot of water for me. I know. But you can do it. And you may even lose some pounds from doing this, right? And they come back. Oh, I got close. Hey, man, that's great. You got about a B plus for that. You know, eight out of 10. Uh, that's phenomenal. But we're not going to do anything more until you do that next week. Really? You know, yeah. You know, water is important. You know, you, you got to have it. And so we take it step by step because here's what we know. And you'd probably know this as coaching as many athletes as you have over this time. If you give them more than one thing to do, the likelihood of two things being done is very rare. And there's some stats on this, right? So if I have a client and I give them one thing to do, they have an 80% chance of doing it. 80% chance. It's not even like 90%. Maybe. Yeah, not if, even that good. Yeah. <laughs> if no. I give them two things to do, it's less than 45% chance of them completing both things. If I give them three things to do, less than a 15% chance that all three of those things could be done consistently over a week's time. So if you got a coach out there, anybody, all the tens and thousands and thousands of people, we're going to, we're going to speak these things into existence because your podcast is going to continue to get popular. Um, <laughs> all the tens and tens and thousands and thousands of people listening to this podcast right now. This is why we do one thing at a time. Right. And you know it, if you try to multitask more than one thing that it just does, isn't as effective as doing one thing at a time. So as a coach, in my own life, I do one thing at a time. I don't try to change two or three things and get frustrated that all three things aren't working and then quit in the end. And I think that's why New Year's resolutions in many ways, in many ways doesn't work yeah. because they try to change well, I think much. That's perfect timing for right now too. In January here, you know, everybody's like, hey, you know, new year, new me, blah, 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 blah. And they, they have these, you know, you know, they, they have these goals. Like I, I want to, lose these 20 pounds. I want to get a little bit more muscular. I want to fit better in my jeans. Da, da, da. What, what do I do? Well, I know I have to drink less and I have to, you know, I have to, you know, eat better. And I, I'm really tired. I haven't worked out since, you know, 1998. And da, 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 da. so what do I do? What do I do? Now I start to do all of these things all at once, you know, and I mean, like you just said, like, I, I, I think, is that from precision nutrition? that one, two, three thing, is that, or is that, is that just common knowledge? It probably is, but I think okay. many programs kind of know that this is the stair-stepper approach and all yeah. of this stuff. Um, but I also think that our culture has seen too many things, right? We're still in microwave-oriented society. <laughs> think about it like this. Every time you've ever seen a training montage in a movie, right, it's 10 minutes at the most, right? And I, I mean, look, man, I love a good Rocky montage better than you understand. Okay. My favorite training oh, yes. montage of all time is Rocky Four. He's in the. Yes, room. I was going to say that. Yes. He's, oh, he's my gosh. Room. He's hitting the back. You know, he's got the yoke on and he's, he's twisting. Uh, it's in the snow. Oh, oh. Gets me jacked up. Oh. Okay? But every person's like, 
my life right now has just become a rocky montage i'm eating mm-hmm. broccoli i don't even like broccoli i'm you know i just hit the treadmill you know i'm gonna go lift weights i don't know how to lift weights i'm just gonna go do the machines you know walk around and try to figure out what else i'm gonna do um okay i know that this is healthy now i need to eat all organic you know because you know and um I'm drinking pesticides are terrible. We can never. Yeah, Yeah, I'm only drinking water, you know. um, Oh, I can't even watch cooking shows because those are dumb. You know, like it just they do everything at once. Right. And it lasts if they're really tough. It's two weeks. Right. I'm just hitting it solid. They see some weight loss. Right. And they're excited and like, oh, it pushes me further. Right. Yeah. But then there's a moment where they go where their brain goes. Why are you doing this? You hate every bit of this. And then you let that door open just a little bit. Well, you know what? I'm just going to have, I'm not going to the gym today. I've been two weeks straight. I deserve a break. That same day, somehow there's donuts at the office. I haven't had anything sweet. I definitely deserve this treat. That's all it takes. It's not something catastrophic. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos where it shows somebody saying that they were going to go to the gym, like they had their bag and everything and they slipped on a banana going out the door. And, and as they slipped on that banana, a a thing of Oreos like went up in the air and their mouth was open and they ended up (laughs) eating an Oreo and laying on the couch. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy, you know, but so it only takes a little window of something messing up their whole thing. You know, yeah, um, yeah, I could go on all day about that. No, I, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I'm curious your, your take on this because I've, um, we did the precision nutrition thing a long time ago, and I, I really love, um, because really I think John Barati should change the name of the, of the, of the organization. It's, it's, it's less of the nutrition. It's more of the habit stacking. Hey, let's let's do this and let's do this really well. Oh, great. You got it. Fantastic. Hey, you lugged your food. A lot of people have never logged their food. They have no idea how much they're taking in. Um, I, in my experience with it, I've seen people do a combination. Um, they undereat, but they overeat. So like they undereat for a good chunk of the day, skipping meals. Oh, I'll just eat this, you know, pass by, you know, whatever. Hey, there's a bagel in the, you know, in the, whatever the place where people congregate. Um, <laughs> break, you know, break room. There we go. Thank you. Gosh, why was that so hard? We don't have a break room here. And then they get home and then, and then they're ravenous hungry. And then it's not just, Hey, I, I'm going to eat a good meal and, th- and they might eat a good meal, but then they're, they're still starving for makeup for the, the calories that, the, that they missed. And they're not starving for more salmon and broccoli. They're, they're, they're starving for, you know, the, the Oreos and the, and the, you know, whatever else that, that, that fills them up. And, and, and then they're, then they overtake, <laughs> you know, whatever, however many calories they should be taking in on that day, uh, because they just, they didn't balance it out. And their, their proteins and fats were all over the place. And, and they didn't, you know, <laughs> they underate for a good chunk of the day, but then they overate for, for, you know, a good chunk of the day. And it just, it, it throws them all off. And now all of a sudden you're eating late at night, you know, when you're, you're supposed to be sleeping and you just, you know, 
I love that sleep story, dude. That is that is fantastic. You get that one domino going and like everything, you know, goes right for you. Um, but then it messes up their sleep. Well, now all of a sudden, if your sleep's messed up, it messes up everything else. Your recovery, your hormones. Um, you you wake up the next day and you're you're on edge. You don't feel good. So now all of a sudden, you you should eat breakfast and like, oh, I don't want to eat, or I'm just going to drink this coffee or pound this energy drink or whatever it is, and it's. Yeah, and, and it just continues and continues. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. And usually they try, you know, there's trials and try, you know, there's, there's trying times oh, yeah. in those 10 years, oh, you know, for the most part, you know, they I tried keto, keto didn't work, keto's dumb. You know, I tried this one diet, I tried the, the blood pressure diet, or I tried the blood type diet, I tried this, that didn't work. You know, I tried that, you know, um, you know, or, they, you know, I was consulting with a new client and, and they were telling me like, well, you know, I stick to when I go to the, when I travel for work, you know, I go to the airport and I get a uh, trail mix and I get some carrots or something like that. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and that's, you know, that's what I get, you know, and it used to work and I used to be able to lose weight and now I'm gaining weight every time. And I'm like, okay. You know, and we're going through it and I'm like, and she's like, why do you think that is? And I was like, well, there's a lot of factors, but one, it's not protein. It's fat. It's all fat. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, nuts are heavy and fat. Did you not know that? She's like, oh my gosh, you know, and like, I thought they were the oh, peanut butter. Peanut butter has protein in it. <laughs> yeah. Three grams. Calm down. You're getting me going right now. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many factors that, re that revolve around that. And trying to talk to kids about this, it's not that it's difficult. We can tell them the same truths. Yeah. But there's an optimism point in their life that they're different. This doesn't apply to them. I'm invincible. I don't need to listen to this. Right. And all of those things are true. And the best example I have of this right now is like, I like to say this because um, this is a true story is that, uh, you know, Joe Montana, you and I know Joe Montana. No, okay? I know Joe. A lot of these a lot of these kids today don't know who Joe Montana is, all right? Before Tom Brady, the was, was Joe Montana, yeah. okay? Um, well, Joe Montana has two sons that I know of, okay? Both of their sons played the quarterback position. You know who they wouldn't listen to about playing the quarterback position? Their dad. Their dad, Joe Montana. <laughs> won four Super Bowls. So if it happens to Joe Montana – it happens to all of us, yeah. right? So there's a stage, there's just a stage of their lives where they just don't believe what you say right. and you can model it. You know, they, you're more is caught than taught. Um, That's well said. The, uh, so they're going to catch what we do, you know? Um, but my son knows that I work out every day. My son knows that I meal prep every week. Yeah. My son's watched me after not being able to get a workout in and we're, we're watching TV in between commercial breaks or for streaming it, I'm doing push-ups and I have a dumbbell next to me getting a workout in because it was the only time that I could get it in. Yeah. He's watched me stretch on the ground. Mm -hmm. He knows these things. I said, Hey, you should probably start working out if you want to increase that vertical leap. Yeah. Eh. I don't want to do that. Okay. Hey, you should probably eat breakfast if you want to get some muscles. Yeah, I don't want to do that. 
Well, something happened at practice yesterday. This is true at the timing. Because I jumped up and I could touch the orange block on the rim. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And the week, two weeks before that, I had trained one of the kids on his team. And I said, man, I didn't even know, but I just went up and I grabbed the rim. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm going to dunk this year. That's what I said, just offhand. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to beat you first to it. And I go, we'll see. You don't work out. <laughs> I do, you know. And uh, I think something happened at practice. Maybe somebody grabbed the rim, something. But he goes, I want to work out. All of a sudden. And I said, you know, we talked about this before. If you're going to work out, it has to be consistent times. And it means that you're kind of saying no to something else. You say yes to this, you're saying no to something else. And if you make this commitment, we're going to stick it out. He's like, because he knows that I'm going to hold him to the fire. Yeah. And I'm going to hold his feet to the fire. And so he was, you know, a little nervous about that, you know, and, and not wanting to do that. But they don't think they have to, all these children right now, even these teenagers don't think they have to make the difference unless it's important enough to them. And that's really my point about that is it's finally important enough to him that he realizes is that it could take the thing that he desires the most right now, which is to continue to be good at basketball, to get better at basketball. And um, he's a gifted kid. Things come easy. He's super smart, never has homework, has straight A's, you know? And, uh, you know, he wants me to congratulate him for having straight A's. I'm like, dude, you don't even try. So <laughs> that's expected of you. Yeah. Sorry. You grew up in a house of people who have expectations and expect you to do your best. So you get straight A's and you don't try. Look, I said, if, you're, if your brother got B's, straight B's, but we know that he works at, you know, studies and does all this stuff, I'd be super excited for him and we'd probably take him out to dinner for it. <laughs> I said, but you, you get straight A's and you don't even try. Yeah. So you're, you're getting nothing for that. That's just... That's expected of you. You get a B, you're, you're grounded, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, the, for them at that age or uh, doing something that's inconvenient or that seems out of their, their realm is a hard battle and hard fought thing unless it's true to what they want and desire and, you know, all that stuff. I find interesting that as, as parents have kids, they and, and they might have been working out before this or sometimes they haven't and and all of a sudden they 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 see you know monkey see monkey do type of thing once 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 they have the kids and they see the kids going down a path that they're not happy about that hey they're four or five six year old is 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 overweight and you're like wow they're you know they're they're six like why are they you know and they, and they, they get out and they're they're at soccer practice and and they're not fast on the soccer field you know or whatever it might be and, and they might notice it now i'm not talking about six-year-olds being you know elite and it, i'm just talking about like for them to be healthy at, at this age you know and you compare to other kids well hey and then all of a sudden these parents who who are switched on they, they look in the mirror they're like oh not literally look in the mirror but they, they could in this situation be like oh man you know i'm not taking care of myself the way i should i'm not eating the right food you know I should be like, man, I, you know, we're coming home from practice the other night and we just stopped at Culver's and you don't, Ooh, do you Culver's. have Culver's? Is, is that a thing? No, is I don't know what Culver's is. Okay, there we go. Well, welcome to Illinois, Wisconsin. This is, you know, Butter Burgers. It's, it's where it's at. That's you know, what, hey, that's what I'm eating right there. Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> and let's be clear, they're delicious. But, oh, absolutely. or option two, you, you drive another 10 minutes home, you're home, you, 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 you make cheaper 
healthier food, you know, for the family, the kids see you, you know, make the food, my youngest, and I think it's just because he loves control, and he's eight. Um, <laughs> he will get, get up in the morning. Um, and, and, and he'll, he'll make, he'll make food. Like that's, that's his thing. He will, he'll, he'll make pancakes, or he'll make eggs, really whatever he wants. Like that's, that's his thing. And, you know, if it's pancakes, we, 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 we're, it's mandatory. You have to throw in a couple of scoops of protein in there to make, make, you know, protein pancakes. Um, but again, at the, in the same breath, if, if he's, you know, doing, and I, I don't, I, I'm pretty proud that he's, you know, on board with, you know, that, you know, that, that type of thinking. But I, I love, um, I love how parents then, because of their kids, then they start making those changes. Like it just, you know, you, all of a sudden your son, somebody else touched the rim or something. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I, I got to do it now. Like all, all of a sudden that, that, you know, that, that switch went on. I think adults have the same thing. Sadly, I think it's usually negative stuff. It's usually, they go to the doctor, they get that bad report. They get that blood, bad blood test or whatever it might be. Be like, Hey, your testosterone is garbage or Hey, your blood pressure is crazy. Or Hey, your A1C is nuts. And they're like, Oh my gosh, now I have to do something, which, it'd be nice if you did it before <laughs> you got to that yeah, point because now it's a lot more work to get you know to get there but um yeah i think it's interesting the the carrots that people chase you know the, the goals that they have wherever the heck they, they do come from i do have a question for you when when you're when you're going through and i've experimented with both and i don't know what's what's better precision nutrition specifically laid out um you know hey the first two weeks track your food second two weeks drink your water third two i'm making this up too i don't remember it's been a while it's a big sick book um you know third two weeks do this fourth two weeks do that you know and, and slowly you know i, I don't want to say baby step but that's kind of the right term um i don't want to dumb it down it's not for babies <laughs> it's it's for big big people do you ever change depending on who the person is and their goals what they're good at what they're weak at where they struggle you know i i female, male, I, I don't know, however, do, do you ever, do you specifically create the plan for the person? Or do you find that you have this list of 20 magical things, and we're going to do one first, and then two second, and then three third, and kind of so on and so forth? So I, every single person is individualized. But I like to think of it like um, what we learned when we went to the self made summit in 2019, right? Shout out to Steve Brower. Yeah, shout out, bro. Um, when we went to that conference, right, we knew everybody was using, except for one gym, everybody had a barbell in their gym, right? Um, so we were all dealing with the same ingredients, right? We just added a little bit of seasonings to the pot, right? So we all had beef stew, but you had turmeric beef stew, you know, and I had cumin beef stew. And so, effectively, we know some things to be true about nutrition and every single person wants this, whether they know it or not. So you have to kind of know the psychology behind this. And what I mean by that is this, every single person that's ever told me that they wanted to lose weight didn't mean that they wanted to lose fat and muscle. They only wanted to lose fat. When someone tells me that they wanted to gain weight, they didn't tell me that they wanted to gain fat and muscle. They only want to gain muscle, right? So knowing that, you know that there are certain protocols that apply to every single person trying to accomplish these goals, right? And since that's the case, there are only a, there are only a few ways to do that, right? There are certain things that are true about nutrition, just like they're true about the earth, right? Like 
as long as there's a heaven and a hell, we know that there's going to be sowing and reaping. That ain't going away, right? And so since we know that, then we apply those same factors. We just change and psychologically help them to, to, to adjust and accept the new protocols that, that I'm being asked, that are being asked of them. Some people have some more serious diseases than others, and you're doing some elimination to figure out what the problem is before you can move to some of the building things that they want to do. So some of them need a bigger foundation built before they can start. Some of them already have a foundation built and you're just doing tweaks, right? Maybe you're strengthening that foundation, but I absolutely use the same ingredients. I just mix them up different in the pot. You know, everyone needs to focus on these, you know, uh, six or seven areas that I could think of. I think of movement. So, you know, steps per day, um, strength training to a certain degree, two to three times you know, a week at minimum is, you know, really what I like to see. I like to push people for more, but if I can get somebody to go two, two or three days a week, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, hydration and not just with water, but with electrolytes and, finding ways to put that in there. So that means you could add a little bit of salt to your water, which that kind of bugs people out when I say stuff like that, but there are other creative ways to get it in. Yeah. Um, it gets hot in Texas. Absolutely. Focusing on a diet that has, you know, that's protein centric, you know, um, focusing on the macros in terms of getting some fruits and vegetables. You know, I call that just being an adult and eating your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, sleep, right and then uh stress management right so those seven things have to be kind of managed on a regular basis and there's so many protocols under them you know so when we talk about sleep there's there's some sleep hygiene that you need to follow right so like you go to bed at the same time every night right you wake up at the same time every day so you you're tempted to sleep in on the weekend i would tell you not to do it especially if you want to continue to optimize your, the way your body, because you mess with your circadian rhythm when you do that. If you're watching TV at night before you go to bed, you should have on some blue light blocker glasses. Stay off your phone. Try to get your, you, by doing that just alone, you're gonna allow um, serotonin to seep out naturally, and which will help and guide you into sleep better, right? What you do in your room before you go to bed should be the same thing all the time. You should really watch TV in the living room and go to bed, you know, read the book. You know, maybe you're reading a book on your phone and you have it turned in night mode and you have your blue eye blocker glasses on, but your body is used to that. So it, it makes those suggestions for a lot of people. And for just the general populace, most people are deficient in magnesium. They should be supplementing with magnesium at some point. Now, obviously talk to your doctor. This is a no way medical advisor, yep. whatever. Get some blood thing. work. Yes. Get your blood work. But most people are right. We're looking at potentially 80% of the population being deficient in magnesium, right? And every time you drink coffee, you're, you're spilling out magnesium and calcium. So most likely you're deficient in magnesium, right? Um, but magnesium glycinate is a great option before bed, 30 to 40 minutes before bed. And, um, will help your muscles to relax. It's a great bioavailable form of magnesium. Those are just some of the, the uh, sleep hygiene, getting a cold room. I have a, I have an AC unit in my room, blackout curtains, um, 
there's a fan also that is pointed directly at me. It looks like the bat cave in there. I have black electrical tape around little things to keep the lights away. Mm-hmm. I want to be known as Batman in my room. Yeah. Right. I want it to be dark as night as possible. And that helps to create a sleep environment that optimizes your sleep. That's a lot for people to take on when we're just talking about getting sleep, you know, because most of them want to, you get home at night, you want to relax, you want to watch your show or binge your show and then kind of go, I got to start the next day. Right. And so you're trying to delay starting the next day. You finally go to sleep. You don't get that good of sleep and you wonder why you're not making the gains and strides that you want to make. So we're dealing with the same ingredients in the pot. I just help people to get out of their own way and see and psychologically help them to understand that we're going to make this change right now. This is why you're seeing the results you're seeing because it seems like many times I'm telling them the opposite thing to do. Hey, you're not eating enough. I need you to eat more. I can't believe it, but you had me eat some more and I lost four pounds last week and my shorts are fitting different and my clothes are fitting different and all of these things. And I'm like, man, that's phenomenal. You know, I'm like, yeah, I I know that's going to happen. That's, that's what happens. Right. Um, but that's, that's the short, long answer is yes. I use the, I do have a protocol of things that I think that they need to do, but every single person applies them differently. And I I think if you're, if you're somebody listening to the show right now and one, you can reach out to Kadima, which would be fantastic. But if you, if you want to be, you know, Oh, I can do this on my own. Like you can see how overwhelming it could be if you're like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to get healthy tomorrow and I'm going to do it all. And da, 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 da. And you do all the sleep hygiene stuff. You do all the hydration stuff with the electrolytes and Hey, now I'm working out, you know, two, three days a week. And I probably need some, you know, some movement conditioning zone two cardio, like Peter Atia calls it. And, you know, and you know, I, I, protein and and my my fruits and veggies I have to eat like an adult but I really don't like broccoli but I don't really like this but I do like this you know and then this and this is you you listed out seven things which is a lot of things but there's like you know 28 different sub things under everything that you just listed out right there and it's you know it, it all of those are important and so if you if you tackle that all at once um like it's probably going to blow up in your face. And so this is why I'm just going back to the beginning here of this is why if if you lay out, you know, hey, here's, I'm just going to work on this, this one little thing, it's not going to help me lose eight pounds in the next week. But man, it's it's going to lay the foundation, hey, I'm just going to write down, you know, I'm going to log what I eat for two weeks and see how it goes. And then I'm going to focus on water, or maybe maybe for people, it might be a bedtime. Hey, at at 930, you're going to bed, 10 o'clock, you're going to bed, but something you can do. or maybe, maybe right now you go to bed at 1130. So maybe for the next week, your goal is, hey, I'm going to bed at 11, you know, and just backing it up a half hour. You, you don't have to go from, you know, from 1130 to David Goggins. Like we can, <laughs> there's, there's some space in there. Hey, let's slowly work it back to, you know, something that's going to work for you, for you and your family. Like I, you know, right now my kids are, you know, 11 and eight and they're in bed by 8:30 ish earlier if we can because during wrestling season they're exhausted um and we just we bring them home from wrestling we shower them hard because holy cow impetigo is a thing holy cow it's disgusting it is disgusting so we wash these children hard throw them to bed like right now i have the ability in which to go to bed pretty gosh darn early in in the next 
five years, that's going to change. My kids are going to be older. They're going to be up later. Like it, it, I'm going to be then up later and it's, it's going to be a thing. And you know, it, it, my, my schedule might, might shift a little bit, you know? So like, I think this is where the coach comes in really handy. You, you know, uh, somebody that's going to kind of direct you on, on, on where you go here. Cause it's, you know, it, it's not only that, Oh, I know all the things and I've read the books and I have the letters after my name, but you like, you have to be able to work it for the, for the people that you're dealing with. So again, I'm going back to this good nutrition practitioner. Like that's, that, that's so important for people. Like, it's not just like you have to know the stuff, but you have to know how you're going to integrate it within people's lives. If not all the information, all the knowledge, all the education in the world, yeah, not that important <laughs> if you can't actually use it. And even before, you know, really I had a family and got married, you know, it was like, well, she could probably tell you this. When we were dating, she'd come over and I would be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm still going to eat to my goals. So I'd make like, uh, I'd make like sweet potato fries, like sweet potato, like chili cheese fries. Okay. But it would be like sweet potato fries that were measured. So like I, I put enough for her to have whatever she wanted, but I knew exactly how much I had and I'd put it like I'd separate it on the tray. I made the meat, right? And, and I had like pico and other stuff, you know, and I was like, hey, do you want cheese? She's like, sure, I'll have a little cheese. And she's like, why aren't you getting cheese? I was like, I don't really eat cheese. I just had it here for you. And um, and she's like, okay, you know, so she'd have her little bit of cheese, you know, and I'd have my thing. And, you know, we'd eat that. And she's like, wow, that was really good. And I was like, oh, thanks. And so maybe she came over the next day. And she's like, so what are we having for dinner? I'm like, sweet potato fries with, you know, sweet potato <laughs> cheese fries. And she's like... <laughs> what like you eat the same thing i go oh yeah i eat the same thing five nights in a row you know she's like really it's like yeah i only i only splurge on saturday night like i i eat one bad meal a week and i was obsessed then because you know i was getting ready for a bodybuilding competition or competitions so it was all hands on deck on that focus and because i you know lived alone it was just simple you know, I just made the meals, but that doesn't apply to you. You got a 13 year old who, who was a bit picky before you met him, you know, and now he's eating stuff that he never ate before, you yeah. know, cause you're like, look, you're going to eat this. You're going to try it and you're going to give me any crap about it. Yeah. You're going to eat, it, you know? And I said, you have to try it. We're not going to be this family that doesn't try stuff. You're going to yeah. try it, you know? And, um, you know, she started to notice that she was a little sensitive to dairy because she had less dairy because I didn't eat dairy, you know? So like, so it just started to trickle. So she, she's like, no. And our, and our youngest, our, our, our newborn, you know, he's eight and a half months old, not newborn anymore, but you know, whatever you call the baby at that point, baby, um, <laughs> baby, is, uh, he's ultra sensitive to dairy. I mean, ultra sensitive. He spits up immediately. Like we know, oh, you, we, there was about a, a week span where he, she was having a, a banana chocolate, like peanut butter shake in the afternoon. And it had whey protein in it. And she's like, Oh, this is incredible. This is so good. And we noticed that he was spitting up all the time. And since I make her meals, we were like, man, what is it? And I was like, Oh, it's the whey protein. It was whey isolate. He can't yeah. have it. Wow. It messes so she was nursing. They'd say that, you know, certain things don't transfer over to the milk. I'm not buying the hype because yeah. that was the only thing that we changed. And he had some issues with it. Um, so, but yeah, it was, you know, um, I don't know. I got lost in the sauce here. What was I talking about? Kids doing different things, different steps, different, being overwhelmed with a thousand different things going on. Where, where, where were we going with that? 
oh, we were talking about the 28 steps and oh yeah, yeah. 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 For me, that worked really well. And then having a family and going, okay, he doesn't like this, 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 I need to get him to try this. He needs to eat something, you know, they don't want to eat the same thing every day. Okay. But I'm eating, definitely eating my breakfast the same and I'm definitely eating my lunch the same. Oh. And some of it just came for similarity as a, as a mom of a newborn, you know, and you have a 13 year old son, you want to make sure both of them are taken care of. So they absolutely put themselves last. Right. And so she would be like, you know, let's say like uh, when she was pregnant, everything was, she was oversensitive to food. So I couldn't really meal plan or prep for her to make things easier. And then, um, so she would just figure it, you know, we just had tons of snacks and stuff around, you know, and then I'd have like protein bars in like a center console and I'd have jerky over here and she'd be like, I'm hungry. And I'd be like, here you go. I just felt like I was a dedicated uh, snack giver you know, for several months. <laughs> but when after she started, you know, she had the baby, started nursing, and you know, I'd be gone, you know, all day or whatever, and she's at home. She's like, you know, baby just went down. She's like, I just want to sleep, so she wouldn't eat, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it became the necessity just to make sure that she all she had to do was just open the tape container and put it in the microwave, heat it up and she had lunch or she had breakfast. And so that became the antithesis for how I could help her the most because she was getting up with the baby. She's like, look, you can't feed him. So what are you getting up for? I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do what you say. She's like, one of us needs to be sane during this time. And I was like, okay, I'll be the sane one and I'll go grocery shopping and I'll do everything, you know, as necessary. And, um, you need me to get up and get them, I'll get up and get them, you know? So, uh, but yeah, so there's, for us as a family, you, we learn how to modify those things for your family. So anybody who has a family who's watching this podcast, there are so many variables that you're dealing with. So I get it. And as someone who has a family of a younger baby and a teenager, who's a teenager, um, and different tastes and all these other stuff. I am with you. I get what you're going through and know how to do it successfully. So Kadima, I love it. I want to wrap up actually, because speak of children, if I don't get my child, he's gonna be standing out and having to run home. Um, Cause I, I think there's magic in this. I think this is, this is why we have coaches. This is why I've had Stu as my business coach. This is, this is why people get, you know, nutrition coaches, why they come here to the gym, get people to coach them on their, on their form and tell them their program and whether it be, you know, lifestyle or nutrition or whatever it is. Coaches are so important. People want to reach out to you, find out more about you and what you're doing. Where do they go? Easiest way, guys. Um, Facebook and Instagram is by far the easiest way to reach me. So it's just at Kadima.Duncan. Right. And so that's the same on Facebook, same on Instagram. It's just my personal page, but I share a lot of stuff on there. I share a lot of information on there and there's even a little consultation form. So like if you just wanted a free consultation to chat, you literally just click the link on my Instagram page and it just takes you right to the form and you can book a spot on the calendar. And once you click on that and it just, it literally directs you, you just pick the spot. Once you pick that spot, there is a long form questionnaire. This will take some time. I'm saying like an hour or so. And it's really thorough because if I'm going to help you, I really have to know a lot more stuff than besides generic questions. I think people think that nutrition or practicing it is very simple because you can go online and you can look up how to do keto and just start doing it. 
Yeah. But there's so many factors that revolve around that emotions, the fact that we're human. Um, the science is the same is what I like to say. Hey, the science is the same. You know, it's, it's simple. We're the complicated ones. And that's what I'm working with. I'm working with the complicated piece. That's the part that I actually have to trick into eating the good foods, trick into going to sleep, trick into drinking water, trick into eating more protein than they like, um, instead of all the fun carbs and all the other things that are easy to eat. That's the hard part. Yeah. The easy part is knowing that, hey, if we eat this many calories, we're going to lose this much weight. Right. Yeah. If we do this, we know we're going to do this very well. That's the easiest by far way to reach me. It's just my personal Instagram page or Facebook. So yeah. Kadima, and I think you'll have all the stuff on how I spell my name. So I probably shouldn't have to do this right now. Oh, so Super easy. Super easy. No, and dude, what I appreciate what you, you do. One, you put out phenomenal content. Two, it is, and this is the, the sad part of our industry. Some of it ends up being very hokey and very gimmicky and juice cleanses and six-week challenges and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, oh, it's we're looking for a six year challenge, you know, not a six week challenge. You know, we, mm -hmm. we want this to take six years and then we want to take it another 60 years. Like we just want to keep going with it. We don't want it to stop. It's not just, you know, fitness, health, wellness. It's not just a light switch. You turn on sometimes you turn off sometimes, you know, you know, when, when you want to, does that mean you can never have a cheat meal? You can never have an Oreo. No, no, not what we're saying. But you know, what we are saying is that to, to develop healthy habits of, everything that we already listed off there, you know, of, of all the things and to do it in a, a smart progressive manner will get you to your goals. And it's probably the only way to get you to your goals because just doing yo-yo diet stuff, crash diets, you know, watching Rocky four and going out and trying to replicate what he does is probably not going to work for you long-term. I shouldn't say probably it will not work for you long-term. So there's only really one way in, in which to do this. And I think that's what confuses people because they, they, Oh, my, my sister-in-law is doing a juice cleanse. Like, no, no, you love your sister-in-law. That's great. But, but if you're looking for long-term success, if you're looking for success, the only way to do it <laughs> is to build habits over time. There's not a second way to do it. There's one way and to have people there like yourself helping people get to that point is money. That's all I got. <laughs> that's my soap. Well done. That's my soapbox right there. Well Kadima, I yeah. appreciate your time, bud. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. You enjoy your day. I'm excited for this. This this was fun. I'm glad you I'm glad you yeah. picked up the phone. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, yeah, sir. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. Listener, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we have for you today. If you have any questions or want to chat or interested in seeing what we're up to in between episodes, head over to Instagram and Facebook and follow at Oakstrength. Also, check us out at Oakstrength.com. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.